Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Both Team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here's your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you. As we come out of a very wet and long Michigan weekend and gearing up for a big weekend in Indianapolis. We had a good weekend in the Irish Hills, though. Took us a little longer to get things wrapped up than what we had intended. But at weekend's end, what about that RFK camp? Holy cow, two race wins in a row. And right now coming to life, the Fords are coming to life right now in the NASCAR Cup Series. It's also playoff time. NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series playoffs kicking off this weekend. Got the Cup and the Xfinity teams at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Our friends at IMS Radio will take care of the broadcasting duties there. We'll be at IRP this weekend to kick off the playoffs with the trucks. And we'll also have the Arkham and R Series for you. But let's talk some Truck Series playoffs right now. We head into the playoffs, 10 driver field, getting ready for a seven race playoff. And coming in, Zane Smith, the defending series champion, trying to go Two for two. Our Kim Kuhn had a chance to visit with Zane during playoff media days as he gets set to defend his title. So head into the playoffs, reseeding second in terms of the playoff board. You've got two wins on the regular season. So how do you feel entering this year's playoffs versus last year? Yeah, I mean, I'm just as excited for this year. Uh, been ready to get these playoffs started since 
Daytona. Um, so the playoffs are really just a season of its own. And so um, we're going to try to have our, the best seven races we possibly can and um, hopefully end up in Phoenix and competing for a back-to-back championship. After some mid-season struggles, you've racked up three top three finishes in the last four races. Does it feel like the momentum is kind of turning around for you and the team? Yeah, fortunately at the right time as well. I feel like even those bad finishes earlier in the year was um, just a product and getting caught up in someone else's mess, but um, we put ourselves there, so um, we're also ones to blame. So, um, like I said, fortunately we are catching momentum at the right time, I feel like, and so hopefully we could carry that into the playoffs, but I feel like it's been a minute since I've won, so um, hopefully this weekend IRP we could uh, break that little streak we have going on and and turn those top threes into uh, a race win. Is there anything specific you and or the team needed to to get back to the level of competition that we saw from you late last year? To be honest, I I feel like our race team is in a better spot than we were last year. I feel way stronger. Uh, than where we were last year. Yeah, we probably had more off the truck speed, but um, our pit crew is outstanding. Um, the adjustments we've made throughout the race have been solid. Um, but like I said, it's it's going to take a lot to for everyone to get to um, Phoenix. And then it's just whoever is the, the best that day, and, and we won last year. So uh, I feel happy about what we have going into Phoenix if we get there, but like I said, you gotta get there first. Do you feel like you are the one to beat for the championship, being that you're the reigning champion and the things you've told me about being confident in what you have in the team? Yeah, I mean, I would like to think so, but um, it's been a big weight off my shoulders accomplishing that last year, but um, a big weight is also on my shoulders with trying to go back to back and... um, Hopefully my, my time in the truck series is coming to an end. And um, so you really want to walk off into the sunset and um, and leave on a, on a high note. And, and my high note would be going to back-to-back championships. So let's talk about that in depth. You've said you almost wish that you had made the move up to cup racing this year. Would winning a second championship make it worth coming back to the truck <laughs> yeah, series this year? Absolutely. I mean... It is so hard to win a NASCAR championship. And um, last year felt so great uh, after finishing second in the final four of the past couple of years and then finally getting it. So um, definitely race wins are, are great to have on the resume, but uh, championships go a, a long way, I like to think. Lots of one-time championships throughout NASCAR's top series. What would it mean and say about you as a driver to be a two-time champion? Yeah, I mean, I found out today, I think the only back-to-back champion is Crafton. And so to add my name to that short list uh, would be pretty dang cool and, and get forward to another championship as well. Do you think the conversations about, you know, you going cup racing in the future and, you know, you feeling like maybe you should have moved up, has that been distracting this year? Has it has it been noisy to you in a way? Uh, not really distracting. It's uh, just on my side the most. You don't want to get too far behind the, the ball, I feel like, with this new cup car and um, let these guys that have gotten to learn it uh, get too far ahead. And so that's where my head's at. Uh, 
I just want to, I'm happy I'm able to have these few cup starts this year and uh, learn this new car, but I'm still having a lot of fun on the on the truck side. You can't beat every single weekend competing for wins, but you also, I don't want to get stuck in the truck series. I, I want to race on Sunday one day, and so... Uh, when the time is right, I think I'll definitely move up, but want it to be the right opportunity. Do you see yourself in the future, if you are a full-time Cup Series driver, wanting to race, though, in the Truck Series and or Xfinity Series? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I I think that has always been a goal of mine, and it just makes you a better race car driver, I feel like, with where if you're racing full-time on Sunday, is a really crazy schedule, but... Um, Typically, you're already at the racetrack, so may as well race a truck or Xfinity car on uh, on one of the days you're not. So um, that's definitely where my head's at. You've had some pretty spectacular runs at Phoenix the last handful of years, like you mentioned, coming up second twice, and then last year being able to cap it off with the championship. What have you learned in the moments you've had at Phoenix and just the, the races to competition-wise that could help you this year? Yeah, I mean, I <clears throat> I feel like the level of competition for one is uh, whoever we get to the final four will be stacked. You know, probably have to win the race to win the championship, but that's what we did last year. And Phoenix is probably one of my best, if not my best racetrack. And so when I found out a few years ago that the championship race was going to be at Phoenix, a lot of my attention went to being the best I can at Phoenix because I knew if... Uh, I was in that situation of being in the championship four. It's not always the guy who wins the race. It's the the best of the rest. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I I love going back to the West Coast and um, especially love racing in Phoenix. Do you go ahead and start thinking about Phoenix or do you have to take it one round at a time or one race at a time? What's your strategy through the course of the seven races? Yeah, definitely one race to one round at a time. All my focus currently is on IRP in Milwaukee. Um, Super excited for IRP. I I feel like I kind of want some redemption there. And then Milwaukee is kind of an oddball for everyone uh, because we haven't been there. And then uh, Kansas is a great racetrack for us. So, um, and then the round of eight is just simply crazy. Yeah, but, how does it make <laughs> you feel? Yeah, Bristol, the truck race goes by so fast there, and um, not always the, often the fastest truck gets off on strategy, and um, it's just a an odd race. And then Talladega, who knows what will happen? And then um, what Homestead, Homestead is the only. I feel like somewhat normal one there and so Homestead is a great racetrack for us but a lot could happen in that round and you could get uh, far behind easily there so um, just hope we hopefully uh, have a smooth round of eight and um, would really like to win and, and not worry about it and, and get in right away but um, we'll roll with the punches. As you look at the competitors that are also going after a championship and knowing what their strengths and weaknesses are, what is the margin of error you can have in the first round and then the second round? And is there one, I guess? Yeah, I mean, there isn't much room for error in the playoffs in general. Fortunately, we are the second seed, so we have somewhat of a buffer, but that buffer isn't much. And so um, 
we need to just have solid races and when that win is there we need to capitalize on it but um everyone's in the same boat so hopefully we all be smart on um weighing out um i guess risk versus reward but yeah definitely the like i said the round of eight is the the crazy one for everyone don't rule zane out They've got a lot of confidence, and they've got some fast Ford F-150s. We'll see what they got for them under the lights at IRP this weekend. Another driver in the playoff field is Nick Sanchez, and our Chris Wilner had a chance to catch up with Nick this week as well. All right, Nick, welcome to Truck Series Playoff Media Day, your first and your first ta- first full-time season. Uh, excited to be here. What were the nerves going into as we get ready to go to IRP this week? Um, yeah, no, I'm really excited to be here. It's, it's pretty surreal experience my rookie year um and and to me you know the nerves are off going to irp i feel like you know once i've kind of made it in on points you know that's pretty nerve-wracking because you know anything that goes wrong that's going to be detrimental uh to your playoff hopes so irp for me it's kind of a reset it feels like i'm starting back at daytona again um you know i have a long road of playoff races in front of me and you know i'm just relaxed and taking it race by race before we go into the playoff run how would you evaluate this season i mean is it a success no wins but you've got those four poles and super, super consistent. I feel like the speed of your truck's just been getting better and better every week. So is this year a success making it to the postseason? Um, I don't think it, for me, I look at it as a success yet because it's not over. Um, you know, I, I think I've accomplished really my most important goal and being fast and, you know, uh, I'd rather be fast and, you know, lose races than, you know, kind of finagle my way in into them so uh, i think for the first time in my career i'm kind of on the offense and i'm having to figure out how to close out a race um not coming in at the end and closing one out so i I, like i said i wouldn't call it a success but um i've accomplished some of my goals but i think until i win uh kind of it's kind of a void who do you lean on for advice as we tackle this postseason? Obviously, it, it, you know everything resets, right? You're racing the ten drivers that are in this field at least first, getting to the cut line at Kansas and then moving on. But who's some of those drivers, or even you know folks in the garage area that you want to lean on for some of that advice? You know, tackling the postseason. Um, I think a couple of people. You know, obviously my crew chief Danny Stockman. You know, he he's he's never missed a playoff uh, appearance in Xfinity or Truck, and he made the championship four last year with a Chandler Smith. So he has a lot of experience. He's won two championships, so he has championship knowledge, and he knows what it takes in the playoffs. And I think the other one's Kyle Busch. Um, you know, obviously a driver with many championships and many wins. You know, he he comes alive at this time of year. So leaning on him a lot, you know, what's your mindset? Like, what are your goals? How do you tackle this? So uh, two people that I definitely, you know, uh, put, a, put a lot of weight on how I'm going to tackle this postseason. And you mentioned Danny. I know every week that I've covered the truck series on the Motor Racing Network, he has spoken nothing but high praise for you and just your maturity level and what it's been like working with you and honestly doesn't see you as a rookie driver just by the way that you carry yourself. So what does that support mean from a guy like Danny and obviously Kyle in your corner as well uh, for a rookie, you know, in this truck series? Yeah, you know, it's it's huge to have Danny's support. You know, he is you know such a profound name in the garage and very highly respected person um, and, and knows a lot of people. So he, you know, sometimes he does forget I'm a rookie and, you know, he has to remind himself, man, this is your first time here in a truck. Uh, but I think he just, he's done such a great job at, you know, dumbing down stuff for me this year and explaining it to me and taking the time to make sure I understand it. Cause you know, there's a lot of situations I've been in this year that I haven't uh, ever been in. 
and I think racing for a championship is one of them in this playoff format. So, you know, he's he's just really good with young drivers um, like myself, and you know, just making sure we 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 cover all aspects of the game, and uh, you know, when it comes time, when it's all on the line, you know that I that I'm well versed and I know how to tackle it. Talking to Kyle Busch this season, you know, the biggest point of emphasis was the fact that KBM and Rev Racing were under one roof, and you guys operate as a as a family, as as a team. What has that relationship been like? Getting the support from KBM, but also with Rev Racing, who you've been through with the Arkham Menard series. But how has that gelled, and and how do you see that? You know, now looking back at this regular season. Yeah, you know, it's huge. You know, first and foremost, to be able to continue my relationship with Rev Racing and Max Eagle is amazing. I started there in 2017 uh, in a legend car, so. Max has been a tremendous uh, support in my career, and it's probably one of the reasons why I'm here. But also to you know team up with KBM, a powerhouse in the truck series. You know, I think it's synonymous with winning. You know, you when you jump in that truck, you're expected to compete for wins and run up front. So to be able to hold those two torches is amazing, and to be able to have them under one roof in essence is even better. So uh, yeah, it, it's it's. It's been a, an amazing experience so far. Looking at the playoff schedule, especially this first round, short tracks, and obviously coming from ARCA and some of the short track ranks, suit your driving style and, and, and running the ARCA race last year uh, in your bit, you know, going for the championship in that series. So where is your comfortability, confidence levels? We hit some of these short tracks, IRP, Milwaukee to start the postseason. Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing for me, uh, the rest of the races I've been to, um, you know, even Milwaukee, uh, I think Richmond, you know, my my inability or not my inability um you know my experience level there really showed you know i was kind of i don't want to say i was lost but i was lost in essence so i think irp it's a track i've been to i know decent uh, milwaukee i've been to twice you know I, if you look at my short track stats this year they're not very good so i really want to put a lot of emphasis on those and really turn my short track program around and uh, hopefully you know you know, maybe dominate, get pulls uh, like the mile and a half stuff. Later on in the postseason, we go to Homestead and obviously ran the Xfinity race there last year. So what would it be like to go back there now in a truck and uh, win and get in the championship four? Yeah, I think that would be huge. Um, you know, it's such a unique track. So the fact that I have an, X, uh, an Xfinity start there is huge. Um, and I feel like just... My home, my home track, you know, where it all started and then the weight it holds on getting to the championship four, I think that would be pretty cool to, to punch my ticket to Phoenix at my home race. So uh, kind of kill two birds with one stone, right? You win at your home race and you get to compete for a championship in two weeks. So that, that would be amazing. And that's definitely one I have circled on my list. What's special about Homestead? I mean, obviously, aside from being kind of in your backyard, but what makes that place unique? I mean, I know it's fun to watch for fans and for us broadcasters, but for drivers, how, how unique and special is it? Yeah, well, it's not, uh, it's like a perfectly proportioned oval. Um, it's not a tri-oval. Uh, it doesn't really have that you know, kind of dogleg in the front stretch, right? That you see at, you know, the Charlottes, the Vegas is it's a mile and a half. It's progressively banked. And I think the weather down there, right? Like I think a lot of these tracks, they go through so many changes year over year because of the harsh winters. And obviously we know Miami, there's no harsh winters. So it's a fairly consistent track as far as, you know, there's not many cracks. There's not many, uh, well, there's rough seams, but you know, it's a very smooth worn out surface, which I think is unique to the schedule. When you think of worn out tracks, you think of Darlington, you know, I guess old Atlanta and they're just, uh, 
atrocious to drive, which is fun, but they're they're just rough. So Homestead's smooth, but it's also wore out. So it's it's very unique. Talking with Nick Sanchez, driver of the number two Rev Racing Chevrolet, eighth in the playoff seating. Um, let's talk about your ARCA championship last year. I mean, how much experience is running for a championship like that when it was neck and neck throughout the whole season play into effect now when we get reset and, and tackle this postseason? Uh, you know, I actually think for me, last year I always wished we had a playoff format. Because um, I feel like it was a little bit easier to kind of reset on points, and uh, you know, really just if you win, you advance. I love that. Um, it's not over till it's over. So I think Arca had to be a little bit more cautious, kind of like I was um, in the, in the regular season this year, because you are points racing, um, and even with my three wins, I was not guaranteed in a playoff format. So um, it was a true points championship from start to finish. But this year, right, like. You know, I wish I would have won my way into the playoffs, but I pointed my way in, and now I have the opportunity to, no matter what seed I am, 8th, 10th, whatever, I win two races, I get to go to Phoenix with a chance at a title. So uh, I think a lot less stress right now and a lot more opportunity to just go out and make it happen. Finally, Kyle Busch said you're coming back next year. So do you have things solidified? Obviously, it's you don't want to pull the cart before the horse. We're talking about a, you know fighting for a championship. But does some of that ease kind of the stress looking toward 2024? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, when I... You know when I when I did do this deal with Max and everyone, uh, it was two years. So I think from the get go, I've kind of had that mentality that you know I have I have a year to kind of figure it out and a year to apply it. So I hope this is my figuring out year um, and figuring out how to race these trucks and you know tackle uh, this postseason and then apply it next year. But I think knowing you have a multi year deal is always you know always eases everything. But uh, I think. Still got to go put the results uh, down on the table to solidify your place for years to come. And did anything surprise you this year in your first full truck series season, I guess, that maybe going into it you thought one thing and maybe it's really the other or vice versa? You know, I think the biggest thing going into the season, you've probably seen it in my qualifying, um, <laughs> I just wanted to be fast. You know, I think my whole career I've maybe, I don't want to see competed, I don't want to say competed in underfunded equipment, but I was always racing against, you know, a Gibbs Arca car, a Venturini Arca car, someone with a little bit more experience. But now it's kind of like my turn <laughs> uh, in arguably one of the fastest trucks in the series. So to be able to show up every week for qualifying and attack and just have the most raw speed I've ever had in my career in a vehicle, it's refreshing. And uh, I think for me, obviously, I look at my win column, it's zero, but the raw speed's there. And that's something I don't think I've ever had in my career. So uh, I think going into the year, that was probably my only goal, my one and only goal. And I've accomplished that, so now it's about harnessing that. Oh, we can't wait to kick him off. Friday night, under the lights, Lucas Oil, Indianapolis Raceway Park, the T-Sport 200, Motor Racing Network airtime, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And don't forget, our Friday night coverage kicks off with the Arkham Menard Series for the Reese's 200. Check us out at 6 p.m. in the East. Let's talk some Cup Series racing now. The Verizon 200 on the road course at Indianapolis. Let's get the odds take and see what Las Vegas is thinking. Producer Trey is here with that. Trey? Well, Mike, according to Kyle Busch, Shane Van Gisbergen, the returning winner of the Chicago Street Race, should be the betting favorite this weekend. But according to Vegas... He is not. We'll go over some of the ringer's odds, but first let's look at the favorites this weekend. Martin Truex Jr., he is the betting favorite, the winner at Sonoma earlier this year on the road course. He is 4-1. to one. 
the winner of last year's race at the Indianapolis Road Course and the winner earlier this year at Coda, Tyler Reddick. He sits at plus 550. And then right behind those, the third favorite, according to Vegas, SVG, he is 7-1 to one to get his second win in as many NASCAR Cup Series starts. Now, SVG isn't the only Australian supercars driver coming over this weekend to run. Brody Kostecki, who is actually the points leader in that series, he is driving a third car for Richard Childress Racing. He is 18-1 to to win the race. And then 2311 Racing, they are also running their third car, the 67 car this weekend as well. Kamui Kobayashi, he is 70-1 to to win the race this weekend. Now, as far as who I'm going with, I'm going with A.J. Allmendinger. Now, this is almost me kind of hedging my beginning of the season pick, saying I think A.J. will definitely make the playoffs because he's going to win one of these road course races. He won here a couple of years ago. I think A.J. could get it done. He's 16-1. to 1. I also really like Reddick too, to get it done because last year he just looked unbeatable. But there are a couple of interesting long shots to look at, all from the Ford camp. Chase Briscoe was in a huge battle with Denny Hamlin here in the first race here. I could see him winning and locking into the playoffs. He is 60 to 1. Austin Sendrick knows this course and knows Indianapolis very well. Very good road racer. He is 28 to 1. And then my super steep long shot of the week, I am going to take a look at Todd Gilliland, who recently re-signed. He knows he's back. He has that job security at front row going into next year. This race last year has had his best career finish. He navigated those chaotic restarts very well. He finished in the top five last year. He is 150 to one to win the race. Would it be extremely shocking? Yes, it would be. But if you bet a dollar on Todd Gilliland and he wins the race, you could get 150 back. So it might be worth looking at a flyer there. But once again, just to recap... Some of the ringers, SVG, Shane Van Gisbergen, he is 7-1, to one. Brody Kostecki, 18-1, to one. and Kamui Kobayashi, 70-1. to one. My pick, though, I'm going with AJ Allmendinger at 16-1, to one, but also have your eyes on Tyler Reddick. Man, it's so hard to tell. AJ Allmendinger's a good pick. Shane Van Gisbergen's a good pick. Brody Kostecki's in the mix, and others are there as well. It's going to be a fun one this weekend in Indianapolis, and uh, we wish all the best. Folks, that's all the time we have for for this week. Don't forget, check us out Tuesday night, NASCAR Live, 7 p.m. Eastern time. But this weekend, check us out for those playoff kickoff festivities at Lucas Oil Raceway Park. For producer Trey and the MRN team, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for the download, and we'll talk to you next week with another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open. So long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? 
clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak.